Welcome back. You're watching Trade of the Week. I'm Zanati Guma. And for today's segment, we're looking at different sector themes. Our independent analyst, Luis Ombeta, brings us technical analysis, or Quantec mental analysis on Google, Sherwin-Williams Company, and ExxonMobil. Thank you so much for your time as we start off the year, uh, Loiso. And just before we actually go into the different sectors, we're going into tech, we're going into chemicals, particularly paint, and we're also going into oil and gas. Before we do that, I actually just want a quick word from you on the theme that you're going to be looking at this year that should shape the markets? Well, I think um, if the 2023 outlooks um, which were issued by the different banks in the U.S. are anything to go by, I must say it's a very crowded view mm -hmm. and sometimes we can expect something and it becomes more of a self-fulfilled prophecy, especially okay. when you, you create herding because everyone is kind of anticipating the same thing. So we are still in this um, inflation taming um, trajectory, um, rising interest rates. Uh, there's a lot of uh, forecasts that at some point this year, the Fed uh, will pivot, mm -hmm. meaning starting to reduce the interest rates once inflation has been tamed. But you can never really pinpoint when that um, is going to happen. So until that happens, yeah. we are still in this um, inflationary environment with rising interest rates. So yeah. that kind of puts... Um, being too bullish on stocks, a, a bit premature. Yeah, a, so, a lid on it, yeah. But, but yeah, you know, but um, that being said, as we will unpack now, yeah. there are still pockets of opportunities in okay. the different sectors, as you will see. Uh, all right, yeah. So, of course, uh, quite so, a few challenges still expected, at least for the first half of the year, as you do still say that uh, inflation does still remain persistent, even though it is a kind of slowing down, and we will still see uh, interest rate hikes by the Fed, but uh, people, most people hoping that uh, that pivot will come in the second half of the year. Mm -hmm. So, as I mentioned, uh, we're going into tech chemicals and also uh, oil and gas, um, namely Alphabet, which is the parent of Google and also Sherwin-Williams paint uh, producing company and also Exxon Mobil. So just give us a bird's uh, overview of how those stocks have performed relative to the broader market, particularly the S&P 500. Yeah. Okay. So like I um, said last year, I like to look at the last uh, two years from 2020 because I do think that uh, the COVID-19 sell-off was a significant bottom in the market. Mm -hmm. So looking at um, Exxon in green, um, we remember the oil shock when oil futures went into negative territory. So Exxon took a big beating there, but we see a steady um, recovery and um, continued increase in share price performance. So looking at um, Exxon from 2020 uh, to date, it's up 64%. The other counters have had um, strong rallies, as we can see here, um, Google or Alphabet, and a very strong sell-off as well. Likewise, with um, SHW, uh, um, Sherwin-William, very strong rally, but also a very strong uh, correction. So when I look at this now from a, hist a, a, a histogram or, or distribution of returns, it's a classic bell-shaped curve. And what's also interesting is when you look at... Um, Exxon, which is a commodity uh, counter, mm -hmm. also displaying a bell-shaped curve with uh, thin tails. But um, looking at these three counters, no surprise that um, Exxon has got higher observations on the big uh, drawdowns, but also on the big gains. But all in all, nothing out of the ordinary here. What you'd expect, classic bell-shaped curve. And when we run regressions, interestingly enough, Google 
almost um, one beta, um, almost exactly uh, the same as the market, and a relatively high correlation coefficient of 0 0.75. No surprise as Google is quite a big chunk of the S&P 500 index. Um, SHW, surprisingly as well, beta 0 0.99, almost the same as the market, uh, very strong correlation coefficient of 0 0.7. And lastly, um, Exxon, 0 0.91, but the correlation, as we saw in terms of the returns, very, very uncorrelated to the market. Mm. Quite interesting looking at that graph and looking at the different performances of the companies during different periods. Because, for example, in 2020, um, we had uh, Alphabet being uh, quite a big beneficiary of COVID-19 as people stayed at home. And, uh, of course, businesses also needed to um, uh, have more cloud capabilities and all of that. And then also Sherwin Williams, which is basically home improvement and building improvement. You had people doing DIY. Yep. Exxon uh, being under pressure because of that COVID-19 sell-off, but then seeing now with the latest figures that Exxon is actually outperforming mm -hmm. all the others. So quite interesting. Let's get a technical picture now. So technically, I think it's where it gets very, very interesting. So starting with Alphabet, and very important to note that this chart is based on the post uh, 20 to 1 split adjusted prices, and that share split happened in July 2022. We can see that rally from March 2020 up 200% and we've seen a 45% uh, decline to 83.34. But the question is, this decline, is it all of the bear market or is it only the first phase? So when I look at it from an earlier wave perspective and I'm looking at this sell-off, I have it down as a five-wave decline labeled one to five. And what this implies is we could potentially be in wave A of a zigzag corrective pattern, which means in the short term, I'm forecasting a correction for wave B and potentially another sell-off uh, to new lows for wave C. And I think when you look at tech, especially being in the high inflationary environment with interest rates still going up, the tech sector does tend to be the one that gets hammered a lot um, during this period. So. Yeah. I'm very cautious going forward, but in the short term, I am at least forecasting further upside, say to maybe around 120 and then take it from there. So going forward, I'm tentatively labeling this advance as wave 1 or A, 2 or B, and now I'm forecasting wave 3 or C. Sherwin-Williams, um, you remember, we actually touched on last year in October, and I did say it looked as if it's about to bottom and a few weeks later, it actually did, and then it had this strong uh, rally here. Mm -hmm. But likewise, from March 2020, up over 200%, and we saw a 45% decline over the last year. And what I like about this decline is the first leg of the decline I have labeled as wave A, and then we had this sideways movement for wave B, and now we, and we completed this uh, sell-off for wave C. Now, what this implies is the corrective pattern is complete. So I'm actually more bullish on Sherwin-Williams than I am on Google. Because okay. when I look at the trend, it looks like a complete pattern, whereas Google has only completed the first leg of um, the, 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 uh, the earlier wave pattern. Mm. But again, not to be too bullish, I am also labeling this advance tentatively as wave 1 or A, 2 or B. But again, for the first half of the year, at least, I'm forecasting upside uh, for wave 3 or C with uh, price targets uh, um, around 300 US dollars. And lastly, ExxonMobil, you can see since that March 2020, up, over, um, up 
to 80 percent and it's just been going up uh, non-stop but the question is is now still a good time to jump in and when i look at it from a wave perspective i can see that we've completed waves one waves two we had a very very extended wave three and now we can anticipate a correction or a, a bigger correction for wave four and lastly wave five so that being said there is still upside potential mm -hmm. but when i look at the trend in terms of maturation i think it's almost at the end so i wouldn't chase further upside mm. in 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 exxon and i think this is the um interesting sort of when you look at the different sectors you yeah. can see that each stock has got its own trend its own cycle yeah. and being able to rotate between the sectors yeah. is where you can generate positive returns even in this generally high inflationary environment yeah. uh, quite interesting because i think what you say kind of speaks to the observations that i've also made on uh, the stock so you for example you say that you are more bullish on Sherwin williams than uh, alphabet quite interesting because Sherwin Williams actually had a kind of a shaky start into 2022 they were dealing with supply chain constraints um, and it seems that they weather the storm because you look mm -hmm. at their last results and they actually beat uh, analyst expectations and they were able to uh, pass on those costs to consumers, of course, as they also had uh, inflation-led uh, declines earlier on. And then with Alphabet, um, they missed analyst expectations in their last earnings call and actually uh, talking about the slowdown in digital ad spend and quite interestingly, something else that's a threat is OpenAI's yep, chat yep. GPT. Mm -hmm, yeah, and then Exxon as well, 80% upside um, uh, uh, on their stock in 2022. But we'll see how that stock does perform in maybe a recessionary setting. So let's just look at the fundamentals and, you know, their, their, their cash flows. So I think, again, um, the, the important thing to realize is all we're doing here is just a general overview yeah. in terms of uh, historical performance and we're trying to gauge what could potentially happen going forward. So if you look at um, Alphabet from an earnings uh, perspective, as you mentioned, the last three quarters have actually been misses. Whereas prior to that, you can see from Q4 2020 to Q4 2021, they had beaten um, expectations, but the last three quarters, and that has been primarily due to the reduced ad spend mm -hmm. because of the inflationary uh, pressures, but still great company, you can see the great growth in terms of uh, free cash flow. And I mean, th their balance sheet is probably one of the best um, in, the, um, in the whole financial um, markets, really. Yeah. Positive net debt. Yeah. So, so it's, it, it, it's still a great company, yeah. great fundamentals, but the, uh, the, the earnings will be under pressure in this current environment, that's for sure. Mm. And when you look at Sherwin Williams, you can see the earnings a bit up and down, as again, you mentioned earlier they had those cost pressures but the last quarter very good um, beating um, expectations likewise in terms of free cash flow very very steady um, um, increase even though the last year was down but the general trend has been up their business operation does require them to have debt especially when it comes to um, capex uh, projects mm -hmm. so when you do see debt on the balance sheet what's more important is to understand the debt in terms of its ratios and um, cover, debt cover, things like that. So this is just a basic overview. And likewise with Exxon, I mean, you can look at the earnings per share in 2020 and look at the rapid growth um, from 2021 to 2022. Mm. And this again really plays on how strong 
the oil rally and the impact it's had on their earnings. Yeah. And also look at their cash flows, their free cash flow, negative in 2020, a record in 2021. So they've been printing money, but it's only been now, just recently. So the minute you start to have any pressure on the oil price and energy uh, per yes. se, then they can take a beating. So they they are definitely enjoying yeah. the, 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 the market right now, but it's not always been like that, as you can see historically. And likewise on their debt, yeah pretty stable but they've always had debt on their balance sheet as well so again um different fundamentals different impact on earnings and their balance sheet cash flows different sectors yeah and again I, um like i say if you do their work and you do your research you will find pockets of opportunity mm -hmm. and you will also know where to probably steer clear yeah. um in 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 2023 but um yeah. that being said and done I don't think you should really be hiding in cash. Yeah, I think okay. if you do look deeply, uh, you will find opportunity will find. in the markets. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and giving us that analysis and also some detail on where one can find value in the stock market. That was independent analyst Louis Sombeta with analysis and outlook on the different sector themes.